Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Wednesday, April 5th, and we are happily joined by our friend Sam from the Absent Friend Shadowcast. Good evening. Ah, he did the thing he does. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Oh, man. Even on a Wednesday, like, it's not... Most people wouldn't find this weird, but it's always Tuesday. So yeah. now it's like, with Tuesday, we might not have gotten you, presumably. It's true. So it's now, true. Uh, but here I am. That's the first thing ah. that happened when you pulled a diva move and said i demand we do it on a wednesday yeah and it Shame. got well less. but wait but it means you're here why are you mad true it's true it's and of true. course yesterday i know weather's the most boring thing to talk about but yesterday i comfortably biked to and from the mayfair little chilly perfectly fine oh boy and then today is the end of the world ice storm and isn't it supposed to be march is out like a lamb is it aren't we in spring now i don't like, even know and we're back put your christmas decorations back up it's back it's a thing yeah it's, it's a thing it's oh, insane wow. the lock on my door was was iced up oh, trying to get out and because i was going to meet sam who was driving and then i walked for what felt like two hours <laughs> <laughs> which was in reality like three or four blocks at best and then i finally got there and like I, and i see that you know i see the truck you know it's all good looking good every truck i saw i was like oh, sam sam and i was like no no, no that looked nothing like his truck just and then get I, into one of them holy god but then i got there and like literally i had to punch the door to get the lock open yeah and i and then i'm also like is this like i don't want to i don't know some people with their <laughs> cars are very a tough cookie he's a tough cookie <laughs> yeah no that was and it was fun i'm not gonna lie like it's the nice amount of snow or ice i should say where you can just tap on it and it breaks but nothing breaks no but give it another couple hours and then yeah solid yeah, no, it's solid oh god ice. don't tell me god. that and i put up the just not daily but the week weekly schedule on the yes. marquee oh yeah a few nights ago to huge acclaim social media was so happy to see it because i swear the seven day forecast was oh little chilly oh it's nice out sunny <laughs> no ice <laughs> no ice no possibility Definitely of ice. no ice storm <laughs> and so we'll see what tomorrow looks like now but tomorrow is supposed to be put up the next week and next week the movies which we'll talk about in a bit are all nice short titles oh, so it'll all fit on there all nicely it. which i love and now it's gonna be like Hey, Raina, I know you're oh, working man. on Thursday, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. If she doesn't want to do it, I'll come in on Friday morning and do it. But it's just like, this This wasn't supposed to happen. But it's probably going to clear up by yeah. then. By tomorrow, 24 hours from now? Yeah. yeah what know. day are we? No, Today's Wednesday. Yeah. So by yeah. Thursday night. By Thursday night at like 10. Who knows? It's it was Easter beautiful miracle. yesterday. Yeah. In 24 hours, here we are. So maybe it'll flip again. And in New York, which we are on the same weather path mm. it is a cartoonish flowers blooming Aww. perfect day as we speak bastards that would have yeah. been nice <laughs> this is, so wait so is the marquee right now yesterday's movies or it's no it's, it's it's still good okay so it's accurate friday okay all right all right okay, yeah that anything could happen by <laughs> friday exactly exactly oh god what if we get iced in now when we go back to leave oh yeah there'd you... be worse places to be iced we're in. fine we got entertainment we exactly. got candy it would just be basically like drag dragon for real like yes. we're watching movies you know learning kung fu yeah i mean maybe it may on josh i don't know we'll see <laughs> well, i mean we'll figure it's it like, out why keep the punching him in one. the back of the head i don't like this <laughs> you, you are that's, that's an excellent segue <laughs> to, to what to drag dragon ah okay yeah that yes. did make because sense. since sam was on last mm -hmm. you are now an award-winning actor a yes, big shot yes. Award -winning absolutely actor. you know so i'm not bitter about it but i will point out that brendan fraser and michelle yao did steal my award. That's my awards. Yeah. Well, no, no. Hurtful. Wait. Drag Dragon's a 2023 movie. 
So you will oh, not boy. be snubbed at the Oscars until next year. Well, Wait, are you saying he won't no- be nominated? No, he should be nominated. I am nominated. What are you talking about? Well, that's about? why I it, he said you will be if snubbed. And I was like, whoa, snubbed. whoa, whoa. Bang. If he is snubbed. <laughs> so yes, not bitter. You I'm not time. bitter. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly why I'm not bitter. It, it's perfect. But yes, no. Um, so let's, Success, fame, what can I say? It's it's all yeah, good. Yeah, you're much more expensive to book for the pod. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I probably should have driven you, actually. Like, <laughs> I you, don't you, understand <laughs> why you didn't. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I, sh- I could even handle your truck, to be honest. Like, it seems <laughs> Well, that's very... when you get the limo out. That's true. And in the Damn. ice. I really blew it this time. God darn it. So... But it's surprising the amount of steam that Drag yeah. Dragon has gotten. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. To do so well. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, the it's most, easy with Lee not here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, the most oh. backhanded compliment since we all worked on the movie and Lee is our pal, but it's, no offense, it's rolling but it's, along. It's a very niche type of movie. Very. And I think it's just heartwarming to see that we aren't the only ones who enjoy strange cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a loaded crowd. When you're on home turf, and half the crowd was in the movie. Yes. And it's mums and dads and boyfriends and girlfriends and etc. You can understand it being like, well, wait a minute. You know, it's parents at your audience. kid's recital yes. might not get the same reaction on Broadway. Exactly, you know? exactly. But it's just out there. And it's, it's. I mean, as we speak, Lee is in the UK for uh, Star Wars Celebration Nerd Fest. But he's multitasking because it's going to screen in the UK. It certainly is. It's been all over Ontario, and it's I think I going out to Vancouver, Toronto. Toronto. I went down to yeah. Toronto to to see it, which is in Ontario. In Ontario. Oh, yes, I was going to ask how the crowd reactions have been at other not Mayfair places. The crowd was in hysterics. They really, absolutely adored it. Yeah, and they like lost their shit. One might say. Yes, one might say. I don't normally swear on the podcast, but in this case, I think it's... It's, it's very appropriate. <laughs> it's and a good friend of mine went to uh, see it in North Bay, and apparently the crowd quite enjoyed it awesome. there as well. So it's... I guess it comes back down to what you were saying, Josh, that it's getting acclaim away from its home yeah. turf, which is amazing. I mean... Which means Lee is going to be impossible now. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he was already wasn't, but... <laughs> Different no, ways. it's true. We just did... What was it called? Ottawa Mini Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And I had a table there selling my wares. Oh, I didn't know that already happened. And I can't get more of an ego boost than someone coming up who I don't know. And they stopped in their tracks and looked down and exclaimed the words, I quote, Zomkies number three. I didn't know that was out yet. Uh, And I made a $5 sale. And it's not New York Times bestseller list, but I swear just that creative moment of you're not my friend you're not my mom and you had that genuine reaction it's just amazing amazing and so for yourself to win an award i'm still waiting for the trophy lee i'm still waiting for the trophy where's the trophy i thought he was going to pick it up in the uk like i thought that's what it was well no it was new york right it was no it was la la oh what that's even oh that's like a double award because it's a weird title i forgot if it was the new york or la super horror (laughs) that's the name of it (laughs) the new york or along those lines yes (laughs) but you're not a horror movie but you're like there's kind of himself no there's but there's like zombies in it it's such a weird genre there's it's everything there's a mummy there's a mummy there's gore yeah as Lee said lee and i are both alum of west coast video yes and he was like if west coast video was still a thing where would you put this it would have to be comedy i would think like comedy a, i guess a, a, like 
but, I don't know. Or if there's a cult section, that makes it easy. Mm. Yeah. Some people get insulted by that, but I'm like, no, I think... <laughs> and it's weird to say cult because usually cult is like, oh, it's 40 years old and a cult classic. But this is one of those kind of instant cult classics. It could... Yeah. Uh, it's very action-y. True, true. Yeah, it's yeah. very action-y. Yeah. There's no wrong category because, like, all the categories that it is, I love. And for me, like, it's easier to say comedy because I had a huge smile on my face throughout. So... Which, yes. It, which is yes. the idea. It could be a kid's... But... It was originally a kid's movie. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So, I mean... I'm mad right at myself it. because uh, Lee was kind enough to put a poster ad for Zomkies in the movie to frame the shot so you see this poster ad. And it just hit me. I was like, it would have been so easy for me to get him to have somebody reading Damn Cursed Children in the oh, movie. Why, didn't you, why, did, why weren't you there? I, it would have been so easy because even for Eric's scene where he's kind of the grumpy construction worker. And I swear yes. at Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, it would have been so easy to have him flipping through a comic book and then I would have got that big publicity boost. <laughs> yeah, and I would have been like, oh, God, issue three is already out of this. I'm so glad I read Anyway, screw you. Yeah. But two things. Yeah. The third issue that has been out for a little while now hasn't no, it so, so damn Chris children one through five is out yes and the collected edition zomkies one through three are out three has been out for a little while but this person just never wasn't okay never noticed before I, I, I had the same question but i didn't want yeah. to bring it up just in case that made the person which happens whatever. sometimes you know but but well, damn Chris children is out know. available on evil amazon and everywhere like Look that I now this is just turning to him pimping his thing like, as he should as he should <laughs> agreed agreed i'm happy make, make it all about me <laughs> the, i saw the cover for one of them in the past couple of days and it's the whole shelly duvall and the shining yeah that's it the cover of issue one hilarious yeah. i love it love yeah. it our artist a fellow named robin simon ing from singapore of all places because that's the way the world works now where you're once upon a time, comic books would have been everybody in New York City. Yes. Like an office Under job. Under one roof. Yes. Yeah, and, and the writers are over there, and the artists are over there, and the letterers are over there. But now you're everywhere. Like, our publisher, SourcePoint Press, is from Detroit. I'm in Ottawa. My writing partner's in Toronto. And our artist, who he worked with on some other stuff, is in Singapore. And then he digitally sends in his pages, and the letters are done digitally, and it's, it's a very different world for that cool. kind of thing. And then COVID on top of that, where it's like... I think about that where COVID might have kicked it up a notch, but our world was kind of headed that way. It absolutely was. I but mean, now if you're like, if you're in animation or publishing or, or you're a, a newspaper writer, you just stay home, really. Yeah. So, yeah. Nothing wrong with it. No, it makes yeah, yeah. it a, probably a tad easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Is Zomkies ongoing or was that a self contained? Uh, it, it's kind of like three little one shots, but we're working on a fourth issue now. Oh, mm. we got a yeah, uh, scoop yeah. here. Mm. And it's an anthology, so I'm waiting for one more story and a cover to be done. But we're inching towards completion on it. I thought you were going to ask Sam and I to do it, the cover and the last story. This oh, was yeah. the way you came up with it. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, we're ready. Eric we're not ready. Draw the cover. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, God. That would be so, you're like, the first three covers look so professional. <laughs> yeah. And then the fourth looks like a child did it. It's conceptual. Yeah. It's, it's a concept. A yeah. child on drugs seemed to do this with like a crayon that didn't have a crayon in it. Anyway. But Horrible. to go back to uh, throwing compliments at Sam. <laughs> Pretty easy to do because he's great. Because he's the Obviously. best. Award-winning. Award-winning. In L.A., God, no less. Darn it. I swear the opening of Drag Dragon could be an Ottawa travel guide commercial. Oh, yeah. Pissing on a severed head? Well, not that part. You mean, yes. You're not totally Thank wrong, you. though. But when the you part say... where you strut past the Ottawa sign, sign? Yeah. statue yeah. sign. Yeah. I swear, that could be like, Ottawa.ca, come to Ottawa. You know, it's 
out of everything that happens in that movie and out of everything that I do in that movie along with everyone else, it's the damn strut that I keep hearing about. People just keep telling me about this strut. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. That was, was day one of shooting, was it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't even? No, oh, man. it wasn't. And I was so miserable <laughs> while having to strut. Oh, my God. So they keep bringing up this almost trauma. Traumatic <laughs> moment. I think of the Cherry's Jubilee moment, personally. Which I is love the Cherry's Jubilee moment. Great bit. And that bit that you, where, you're, where you're like, Ugh! like I, I can't do it. but you know I, mean? <laughs> I can't do it again, but yes. But no, it was. Why Why weren't you in it, Yeah, why Joshua? weren't you in it? I don't know. I'm I'm not big on being in front of the camera. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. And there's there was some fun parts too where I was like, sometimes you're cooler to like walk away from the thing. And I was here to help set up the day with yes. all the extras. And then I had to go home and walk my dog. And, and so it's like, okay, bye. See you later. Yeah. And even years back for, God, what was it? One of the other movies, Lee wanted me to be in it as a nerd who got beat up. <laughs> but the best excuse is on the days he wanted me to do that, I was at the Fantasia Film Fest in Montreal. Okay. So that was my nerd excuse. Oh my God. Getting not, beat up by Montrealers. <laughs> yeah. I was busy being beat up elsewhere. I wonder how quick the turnaround will be on his next movie because he, he has said... The problem with movies, when you make an album, anything like that, is you finish it and you go, and done. And then you're like, oh, wait, now I have to work on on getting people to see it. Mm -hmm. So he's really in the trenches of that, getting into festivals and Mm -hmm. touring with it and such. But yeah, I don't think it'll take as long because the pandemic helped with that as well. Yeah, I'm assuming he's going to be like writing this out most of the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, not most, but, you yeah. know, a good shot, as he should. I mean, especially now, with, as Sam said, you know, like the good reactions that we're getting. It's like, why wouldn't you just keep pushing it through? A hundred percent. And I think he has publicly stated that he is working on a script and yeah. he's hopefully going to be starting to shoot it next year at some point. That'd be nice. But from what I understand, though, his track record of filming movies it's a, it's a long process For it's sure. not an in and out which i mean as it should i mean mm-hmm. he has a lot to coordinate and to deal with especially on the level that he's making these movies but all the better i i, I can't wait to see what he comes up with next definitely hopefully you'll have a cameo perhaps we don't know that's in the future you we'll know. see Who if knows he can be. afford me that's yeah. true um, he'll just have the like gravestone or like oh he died he uh, died damn fair shame. fair i can get him a discount on the gravestone but oh I mean, true which is great wow what a tie-in totally. <laughs> So, yeah, so let us chat about the movies we have screening the week of Friday, April 7th. Hopefully we won't be encased in a block of ice when you try to come see a movie coming up. Better than Carbonite, but still. So we are holding over The Lost King for a second week, which is the new film from the creators of Philomena, which was all the rage. Mm. I can't believe it was, I think it was 2013 or 2014. It was a little while back. Was it that long ago? It was a while ago. Oh, that's... So it's director Stephen Frears and Steve Coogan, one of the writers and star, and Sally Hawkins, who has been in all kinds of acclaimed movies the last couple of years. And it's based on a true story of the woman who found the remains of Richard III in a parking lot oh, in the UK. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And that's not such an old no. discovery either. No. I remember when that was a thing. Yeah, that's a pretty quick yeah. turnaround, I think. And Steve Coogan always does well at the Mayfair. He's almost as good as like a Judy Dench or a Meryl Streep. Where He's getting there. His movies, the trip movies, anything like that always are a big draw. That's pretty funny. I hadn't thought about that. The King Coogan track record at the Mayfair Theater. Yeah. I remember when we screened, again, 
a while back, Alan Partridge. Yeah. And it was an Ottawa premiere, and it shows how weird the world is, where in the UK, he's the biggest star, and in Ottawa, the multiplexes were like, nope, we no. don't care. And it did very well for us. Good. And it's it's interesting that fame, that indie fame, that multiplex fame, all that kind of stuff, where I can't imagine the multiplexes would play something like any of those kind of stuff for very long. And anytime we get an auto premiere of something like that, I'm always kind of like, wow, really? You guys didn't want this? But do they ever really play anything for very long? Oh, no. Yeah, that's the thing, too. That's a whole other thing of when I was a kid, E.T. was in theaters forever. Yes. Forever and ever. And it was a cultural footprint. Kids had T-shirts and there was plush dolls and there was an E.T. cereal, trading cards. Now something will come out like Avatar, and make $2 billion. And it's gone. Like, even at the Comic-Con I was just at, I did not see any Avatar cosplay. I did not see any little kids with Avatar t-shirts. But it made $2 billion. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's an interesting observation. And it'll come out, it must be, is it already out? I think it's out on VOD. It just hit VOD a few days ago, I think. Yeah. Which... I mean, back in the day, you'd have to wait. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Good. Maybe year. even two years for some like, stuff. I remember, absolutely. like, Jurassic Park, I think, took forever to come to VHS. Uh, well, obviously, because yeah. it was in theaters forever, but... But, yeah, now it's just, like, popping them out. Yeah. And, or yeah. the one I always use an example of, and I cannot critique this movie because I haven't seen it, but I don't know anyone who's seen the live-action Aladdin. <laughs> I don't know anyone who has said a good or bad thing about it. I've never seen merchandise for it. It made a billion dollars. Wasn't it Guy Ritchie that directed it too? Yeah, that that is what blew my mind. It's like, Guy Ritchie who directed it. Yeah, he directed Aladdin. So he's done all these like British crime movies. Yeah, and Aladdin. And Aladdin. He's I cool. can't believe how many movies he's directed. That it sounds like maybe like an odd thing to say, but he because I remember Lockstock came out and like some of his earlier stuff and Swept Away. A lot of people were like, "Oh, he's done!" Like because Swept Away was just <laughs> it was like the Gili of its time, you know. And so so many people were just like, "Oh, you Guy Ritchie, he's done." And then he did the Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Series. Yeah. And all these other, you know, and like, and he had two movies out in the last year. Like, and I'm just, mm. I don't even understand. And they're so good. Like, uh, like Wrath of Man was so good with Buddy, who's in Jason all of his Statham. movies. Yeah, Statham. Yeah. So it's just so weird. These random people were like, if you had told me when Glockstock or even when Snatch was out that this guy would go on to direct Aladdin, Sherlock Holmes, and all these random series franchise, billion dollar movies, it would have made no sense to me. Or that he would have married Madonna, but that's a whole other thing. Well, that's a, yeah. But no, it's true. I had no idea. That's yeah. shocking. Yeah, he's done a lot. Shocking. Yeah, so it's funny because I always say like we're, depending on the time of day, we're either a grown-up theater pretending to be a grindhouse theater or we're a grindhouse theater pretending to be a grown-up theater because our programming's so all over the place. Which is kind of a staple of yeah. the place. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's entirely the, the shtick, right? Yeah, so like we have The Lost King and then another one we have, and we have it for a two-week booking, which is a rarity, so we've, we've already held it over in advance, is Emily, which is another highbrow, highly acclaimed period piece the imagined life of one of the world's most famous authors, Emily Bronte. Wait, imagined life? Yeah, so I guess it's like, it's not, 
I mean, any biopic, you can't trust it because True. it's, you know, we weren't yeah. there. It's funny to have them be so upfront about it. Yeah. Though. <laughs> like, like, so I don't know how far it goes. Like, I don't know if there's fictionalized yeah. characters she, plopped into it. She rubs a bank at some point. You're <laughs> like, yeah, we don't know. Could have. She puts on a mask and solves some crimes. <laughs> See, Amazing. I wasn't as interested in seeing it as I am now that I know that they just threw a bunch of stuff at the wall. <laughs> like, yeah, because it's like a, yeah, a highbrow literary biopic. Yeah. And that kind of stuff is gold for us. because mm-hmm. And it's it's nice. It's happening more of, of we're getting the senior crowd back, where understandably some of them have been staying home during covid times. Yeah. And as people are getting more comfortable with coming back out, that's been good for us. And that is, that's always the funny example of we have Emily at 4 o'clock and then maybe say Rocky Horror at 9.45. And not to say that those crowds don't cross over. They should. But they it's do. interesting. Yeah. They do. Oh, they yeah. You would know. They absolutely do. <laughs> well, you do. You don't want to age somebody. But when you're like, okay, Rocky Horror is over 40 years old. Yes. Certainly. And if you were 30 when you first saw it or 20 when you first saw it, you are now an adult pushing senior, a senior. So nothing to say that you wouldn't want to come exactly. see that. It's, it's nostalgic for some. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it's good, though, that, that you guys are getting such crowds back out. Though. Mm-hmm. That's... What I noticed, too. So... Another diva move on Sam's part. He put down his foot and he was like, I don't want to stay up as late. Yes. I want Rocky Horror in the 9.30-ish time slot. Yes. Oh, boy. And it did great. Ever since you got that award, I swear (laughs) to God. (laughs) What can I say? What can I say? It has been, I, I don't know about you guys, but for us, the audience is considerably larger yeah interesting considerably how larger. many have we done now two, two and I a believe. third one upcoming yes wait so the same and... thing with the room then basically like the yeah. earlier yes that actually seems like it's working it's not because a lot of people would think oh no that's that's a midnight crowd or it's a whatever crowd you know well it's the midnight crowd but yeah. they're there at nine true oh that's true that's <laughs> true they're just <laughs> called the midnight crowd but it's like it's at last month Mm -hmm. when we were getting the stage ready and all that jazz it was a little daunting to look out and see this like i guess you would call it like a small halloween sized crowd it was ginormous for the middle of what was it march so good good my genius in marketing damn yeah you just made them so much money with your extravagant (laughs) demands and my award-winning yeah, cast. Well, that's where God, it came. Yeah. It. You it need one the led award. To the other. So I need like, the award to show start, it. Yes, yeah. Yes. That's true. Yeah, you could just have that on stage and people are like, oh, no. It's you, so deep. You need to walk out so you can like plop that award down on the piano or on the stage. Mm. Constantly. Like, boom. Center stage. Well, yes. I could see that. Do the blocking on around it. On the piano, it. doing a whole thing, you know. And yeah. having, you need a pianist up there too, maybe With even. With a spotlight. I, one of my cast members is a pianist. And he does a spotlight. Josh was the spotlight guy. Yes. So that works. It works out just fine. This is going to be good. I'm coming to that next one that 9:45 in april well the interesting thing to. we could point at too is we did the room at nine o'clock for a couple months mm-hmm. and then just because of scheduling we had the ottawa film fest in here and they had this special event on a friday night so we bumped the room back to midnight mm-hmm. and instead of doing 150 people it did 40 people Oof. which was the lowest it's done in that's forever a, that's a thing so when we put it back to 9 30 ish in a couple weeks if it goes back up then it's like well there you go i well i don't think you'd have to wonder very long yeah about that i'm pretty sure and i mean it's maybe midnight shows get a, a bigger crowd if you were in like montreal or new york or something yeah. but we're 
Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> well, I even and look at it where I swear, especially if it's a two-hour-plus movie, and sometimes we just get stuck where, to get on topic, we have Pulp Fiction coming up. Yes. One or two of the nights are at 9.30, and it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yep. So you're out of here at midnight. Mm-hmm. We would love to have that on at 8.30, but because Emily and Ride On, the Jackie Chan movie we have coming up, are both two-hour movies, you just get stuck. But, I mean, as someone who has nothing to do with the scheduling and, and not sure how it, it all pans out, but you, you do have, like, certain time slots, though. Like, we, yeah. we know that there's going to be, like, a 6 o'clock-ish movie and yeah. a 9 o'clock-ish movie as well. So Pulp Fiction going in at 9 sounds reasonable. And for Ride On, we have the Ottawa premiere of Ride On, which... Lee is very excited about it. I was going to say, gosh, I wonder why we got (laughs) the Jackie Chan premiere. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. And it's kind of fun. I like it when this happens. This is actually the premiere date. In China, Mm. it is also coming out on On Friday, April 7th. And I think that's so cool to get a, not just Ottawa premiere, but a truly first run international film. And it's being released. Also, it's Jackie Chan's 69th birthday on Friday. Oh, wow. So that's like a double cool thing to come out and see it crazy that's amazing but a movie like that we have it shuffled a bit where we have it at 6 30 a couple times and at nine o'clock a couple times yeah because i'm assuming it's not an r-rated film I would no because <laughs> like... some movies you're just like emily we will not play at nine. Oh god and pulp damn. fiction we will not play at four o'clock <laughs> so those kind of things are kind of stuck yes. and every once in a while somebody's like oh you're not gonna have a matinee of akira and you're like no we're not oh, man. like we can't <laughs> no and oh, well a lot of people ask me when are you going to do a matinee of Rocky? And it's like, that's not going to happen. Ever. It's, it's yeah. a no. fun gimmick idea, like the concept of it, you know, What's but in reality. About it? Yeah. You're well, not just, the one that has, has to, to like No, no, I mean, you're not doing it, but I'm like the concept, you know, being like, okay, a midnight movie at noon, but then it doesn't go beyond that. I people are ready for that at no. noon. Are you kidding? No, they're not. They're not. It wasn't my idea. That other person said it. My God. Uh, you, were, uh, you said you have nothing to do with the scheduling, but you just made Rocky Horror a nine o'clock movie. So I actually am going to say that you do have something Power. to do with scheduling. I have some influence yeah. <laughs> award winning uh, LA award to be clear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. um carry on josh yeah yeah you were saying, <laughs> something, saying something, something about <laughs> sam's greatness i believe that, yes but yeah and pulp fiction is an interesting movie especially that we're showing it just on the heels of oscars because i'm always fascinated with the movies that are just a bit off kilter and the oscars have gotten way better the last few years of not being a bunch of old white people voting. They're still there. Yeah. But you've seen that they've gone out of their way to be like, look, we've got these people now too. Yes. We let Jordan Peele <laughs> yeah. vote. We let, you know. We're not racist. We, we nominated yeah. one black person. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. But I think today, if it was Forrest Gump versus Pulp Fiction, would Pulp Fiction have won in the same way that, say, today, The Fablemans versus Everything Everywhere, Everything Everywhere won? Did... For- Pulp Fiction actually go up against Forrest Gump? It did. And Forrest really? Gump won everything, and okay. Pulp Fiction won Best Screenplay. So they gave it one award. Okay. And that's what used to happen. It was almost like the screenplay was the thanks for coming out. <laughs> and you saw that a lot. Sofia Coppola would win screenplay, yeah. stuff like that. The Especially kind for of, a writer-director. Yeah. Whereas now, Everything Everywhere... I really thought it might be like, oh, Michelle Yeoh might win and Screenplay might win, but something more mainstream will win the bigger awards. But it just won across the board. Everything. And Pulp Fiction at the time, I think, was really clearly the hipper film. 
And you look back on it, and God, I try not to be negative too much, but I don't think Forrest Gump holds up. Oh, no. no at no, all. Oh, no. God, no. no. Someone watched it here ages back for, like, a birthday party or something. So I just caught little bits of it here and there. Robert Zemeckis directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Back to the Future. Tom Hanks has done all kinds of great stuff. But that movie, there's just something about it where it's very of its time. Yeah. It is. And very mainstream. Yes. Nothing wrong with mainstream, yeah. but I just think today it would not have caught on the same way. No. Probably not. And it's surprising, though, that I had no idea that they both were. Yeah, that like was that. the big two 94 films. was yeah. a crazy year. And man. I'm also surprised that Pulp Fiction being as. Well, being Pulp Fiction would even get any type of recognition. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's a phenomenal flick. It's like, true. yeah, a year ago. Or a year ago? Yeah. I thought Everything Everywhere might be one of those really cool indie films, almost like a Scott Pilgrim, yeah. that would get zero awards, but would have a legacy. Yes. And 10 years from now would still be selling t-shirts and a special edition Blu-ray or whatever. And that it won all these awards and that it is multicultural and that an Asian co-director and Michelle Yeoh and just the movie itself is filled with all kinds of non-traditional stuff is great and so we'll see i'm very curious the years to come at the oscars where i don't think we'll get a forrest gump type movie winning anymore no. i think maybe well we're just gonna have to wait and see but it, i mean parasite kind of did the same thing parasite a years and back. moonlight yeah yeah so a lot so, of stuff like that which is great which is great and just to go back because we didn't really talk about it but ride on mm. is a big jackie chan action adventure where he is a stunt person and he's teamed up with a horse. And I think it's like an odd couple movie with a horse. Oh, yes. Where is. the horse is like the straight man. And yes. is it, it's modern day times or it's... Uh, it's yeah. I think so, yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And when you're almost 70, you must be like, can I not do action movies anymore? Oh, <laughs> but man. it's his shtick. He must absolutely adore it. Oh, yeah. And he's still good at it. Oh, like, of course he is. But when you're 25 and doing it and falling off a building versus 70 and doing it. Yeah. And yeah. you're literally playing a stuntman. I find that hilarious. It's like you're not going to get out of doing stunts in a movie where you play a stuntman. It's true. It's very meta. It's very meta. <laughs> Lee's excited because Lee is like Obviously. the biggest Jackie Chan fan. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's going to be back for that, I assume? Or has uh, he already seen no, it? No, he's not. No, because he is... He landed in the UK yesterday, I think. Oh, yeah. So he's not and even... Then, and then... We're Wednesday today, so I think the convention is this weekend, so he'll be back oh my God. after the weekend. So yeah. what's he going to do? He's going to want to see a world premiere of it. Oh, he'll find a way. Yeah. Okay, he'll <laughs> he'll find a way. Yeah, it's true. I've given him my wish list of a couple of t-shirts mm. with the... I have always tell him, I'm like, don't go out of your way. I don't want to ruin you missing something. And it just is that, like... You know, the, when you see, like, a, a Macy's 50% off sale, that's what I picture at the Star Wars store at the <laughs> convention of just nerds with a special edition shirt tearing at trying it or it. trying to get that special button or whatever. But <laughs> last time he went, he got, this sounds so bizarre, but everything's by your phone now. Everything's an app now. It's not pulling a name out of a hat. It's not looking at a list. So via this app contest, he got to go into the store before it opened. So, like, 20 nerds got this VIP. But it's a weird contest because it's not you won something. It's you won the right to come and spend money yes. <laughs> early. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's a good gimmick. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good trick. Good hey, congratulations. Gimmick. That's great. I was Leave thinking it about to Disney. I mean, and it's the UK, you know, so it's like they must have some crazy, weird Star Wars stuff that we don't get up here. I don't, or maybe it's just... Maybe. There's the UK slang on it. That's the only difference. Well, it's know. all branded, right? Like Star Wars Celebration t-shirt. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Kay. Of course. So, so the last time he went... I asked him to get me a 20th anniversary Attack of the Clone shirt, which is a really cool logo. 
And this time I want him to get me, this is eight levels of obscure, but I love it so much. It's <laughs> Return of the Jedi when it was filming. So people wouldn't notice it went under the fake name of Blue Harvest. Oh, indeed. So the cast and the crew jokingly had clapperboard or they would write that on the film reels. So nobody would know that Blue Harvest was filming Ewok scenes. So they have at this celebration a Blue Harvest cast and crew shirt for sale. That's amazing. And I'm like, I want that Blue Harvest shirt. I thought <laughs> but I knew, you I knew. know that they have it at this yeah, celebration. They do, yeah, because they put up. It's, 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 like, yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, look what's yeah, for sale yeah. there that you like can't buy. Like record store day, basically. They're just like, Pretty much, hey, here's yeah. the stuff. That's weird. I thought I thought A New Hope was the Blue Harvest one, but I guess I'm I'm trusting You're you. You're wrong. I probably am. <laughs> I don't. I just, I knew of the title. But, but. what I want to know is, so I requested a couple shirts. How much money is yeah. Lee spending and bringing back to ask like an you. empty suitcase filled with yeah. some tricks? I know this trick. You bring two suitcases. Yes. One slightly bigger than the other. And... Then when you come back, you bring both separate yes. filled with junk. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's a, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't want to know how much he's going to spend up there. No, like, that's we don't a ever terrifying need to idea. Yeah. That's why I never, I was thinking about that this morning though. I was like, oh yeah, if there was any UK stuff that I wanted, I guess he could do it. But then I, I was like, what would I even want? And also I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to awkwardly like, hey, uh, can you get me some, I don't know. I don't know what they got up there. You know? Can you go get Something me some candy? <laughs> give me some Cockney chocolate. I don't know. Or something at Harrods. Yeah. Something yeah. nice. You know. Should I ask you to ask him? Because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't yeah. Ask him God. What is all this? God. Give me some uh, Drag Dragon UK merch. I don't know. What, I why would certainly they hope that? there is. <laughs> there will Gosh, be. There better be. April 12th, there's going to be the day after the premiere. Everywhere. Just <laughs> your face smeared under a shirt. As it should why be. Why didn't but. Lee pay to have you fly to the UK? Right. Well... <laughs> I'm I'm in my finals while he's there, mm, oh. so that kind of sucks. You didn't drop all that. You didn't be like I'm leaving. I'm dropping out of suitcase. school. He'll stuff I, you in the empty suitcase to get you there. It's true. <laughs> I could have fit. Yeah, I think you should have gone mad like with power. Serial killer. Quit your job and dropped out of school and just become an icon. Yeah, yeah. When well, I am. Yeah, it's true. you see, Liza Minnelli. A hundred percent. There's years where she didn't work, but she was just Liza Minnelli. On goofballs, and I want to be the same with Bob Fosse. So I'm just going to left field make mention of this because each time I'm amongst you, I have to mention this gentleman. John Waters is getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, yeah. He didn't already have one? No. Holy shit. No. And I am elated. That's a travesty that he didn't have that 25 years ago. I know. (laughs) That's unbelievable. I know. And I'm just losing it so thrilled and as a matter of fact i found this out while walking into the box office the other day oh yeah whilst going to see coughing smoking causes smoking coughing causes coughing sorry yeah and you on the, the poster itself there is a line from john waters like a, a quote of his about the movie and i'm like checking my phone john waters is getting a star on the hollywood walk of fame look up and there's a quote by john waters and i was like oh my god thank god i'm not the only talented one around Right? And uh, hopefully they're putting his star over top of Donald Trump's because he's not going to be needing that anymore. So. No, true. True. <laughs> but so funny. And I, of course, make mention of it to Lee. And he's like, finally, he gets a star that we can all shit on. I was like, ha, 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 ha. How oh, cruel. Nonetheless, so that was my that was my yeah. my bit of information for the cool. day. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and a tragic, but amazing because like I, know what, he I can't keeps believe that. Very busy. Yes. Hosting things, writing books, public appearances, acting. Yes. He just came out with a book recently, yeah. I think. Yes. 
But I'm just like, oh, I want another John Waters movie. Yeah. I, the Christmas. Is movie. it happening? I wish. Oh, I wish. I want a John Waters movie. It's been 20 years. God, is it really? Over 20 years? Like, a dirty shame or filthy shame. Was that yeah. the last one? I think so. Yeah, with Johnny I, that, Was that like yeah. 2003? I think it's, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I, I, I did watch it at the time, and I and liked you look it. At it you look at his IMDb much. and cameos and acting. Everywhere. You see him all over the yeah. place, and my dream is to get him to come here and do a live performance, a live Actually, reading. Actually, you know what? I think I did read somewhere that he is working on a movie. That's what I thought. I yeah. think I saw that somewhere. I'm not 100%, but... Let's hope. Oh, Let's you hope. still got time. We need if it. he's looking for award-winning actors. Yep. Yeah. He needs see. a new divine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> done. Duh. But no, that's that's just great. It would be great to have him do a reading here. Oh yeah. If yes. he came for a, if he was doing like a book tour or something like that. Yes. Well, he was in Montreal last year. The year was before. he? Yeah. He should yeah. come here. Dear John Waters, mm. you've got an in with the Fantasia Fest, right? Like that's basically being. I wonder if it would have to cost us two hundred dollars a seat because he could fill a twelve hundred seat venue. Maybe it'd be okay. Maybe three twenty five would be okay. You might get a discount because he would want to come here. Yeah, like yeah. it's a cool old theater, you know. Yeah, and, and then we played like... all of his stuff probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, yeah, for sure we played all of his stuff. Work on that angle. The two of you guys, you need to work on that angle. I'm on it. Excellent. Okay, so let's wrap things up for the week. Go back out into the horrible <laughs> death storm outside. Uh. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find information at MayfairTheater.ca and on all the social medias. And we'll be back next week to talk about more upcoming stuff at the Mayfair, including the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. And cinema by me. By both, yeah. No, not to make it about me. It's more about... It's all about Sam. The same well, thing. But... Obviously, award-winning. <laughs> yeah, award winning. that's right. I've won no awards. <laughs> Thanks for visiting us, Sam. Thank you, Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, Bye, everybody. Bye. Uh, bye. Oh, on next podcast, we can talk about the upcoming Nicolas Cage Renfield film, which yep. will be coming yes. out next week or the week that we do. I, I saw know. a trailer for it yesterday. I had no idea. Yeah. And be at the Mayfair sometime soon, we hope. All right. Yay. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Miramax Films asks the question, what are two hitmen, one girlfriend, a boxer, and the secret suitcase have in common? That's a good question. The answer, they're all part of the most electrifying film of the year. John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, Harvey Keitel, and Bruce Willis. Die, you... You won't know the facts until you see the fiction. Pulp Fiction, rated R. Starts October 14th everywhere.